0: We are finding story of the past and now. From South Australia, I am a story tour. From the sea to the outback, the southern ocean where the living sea dragon live, where the last sailing ship of the windjammer sail along the Spencer gulf where the last sowing sheep called In, and the namescape of the Fender Rangers of the Rotter Hops and Sturt Disney Pea Flower of the upback. My name is Gavin. I'm doing a podcast with my father today, and we're going to talk about his childhood of Christmas, and he's going to brief details about his, the schools he went to, and then he's going to talk about Christmas as, as a young kid growing up. So this is my father, Keith Burner. So hi, Dad.
1: Hi, Gavin. Uh, yes, I'd like to tell you a little bit about my school life. I started school at age five... And I hated school. I ran away as soon as mother dropped me off. We lived two miles from school. I ran and was home before her. It was decided I was not ready for school. So they waited one more year. I then attended the Levens School, which had a wonderful run of teachers for four years during World War II. Due to numbers shortages... The Levin School was closed and I then attended the Corny Point School for two years. The distance was six and a half miles, sometimes on a bike or a horse. The next year it was school bus to Warooka, 14 miles. This was grade seven and my last year at school.
0: Okay, Dad, um, you said you went to the Levens school. How did you get there and how long did it take?
1: I had a push bike, very small wheels, uh, and it it took me about half an hour to ride the two miles. Uh, But I had that until I was much longer in the legs and could
0: handle a bigger bike. Dad, where do you have Christmas? as a young child
1: christmas was at my grandparents always Uh, my mother's father and mother were still alive and it was a great time for me i remember mother making ginger beer and bottling it and putting it down the well in the water to be cold the chicken was killed and made ready we had no means of cooling food until later years no refrigerator till 1952. Christmas was always at Grandmother Faggater's. There was the Couch family in later years. They lived at Point Turton. My Uncle Reg and I would go to Point Turton with two horses pulling a large four-wheel trailer and collect the family and return to Grandmother's at the Pines. Um, At about three or four o'clock we would then return and take them all back to point turton in later years couches moved to the beach on grandfather's land and built a house uncle wally couch had a fishing cutter and this was a great thing for we young people at christmas day it was good fun Uncle Reg was a single man and loved to have fun with the girls. At Christmas time, he would have mistletoe flares hung above the door and so he could kiss the girls as they were walked
0: under. Well, let's go back one week before Christmas. What what would your parents would have had to do? Did they have to order some food from worker...
1: We did have the phone on in those days. We had a phone and our number was 2 g So we would ring an order through and we did have a, a twice-weekly mail service and that would bring the orders down and drop them off Christmas Eve. We may go to the town, but not always. Uh, just sometimes we would go there. So uh, uh, that was... And the preparation... Um, really, f- my father didn't and couldn't help because he would have been very busy with harvest and keeping the place running in general. So um, it was pretty much up to mum and she was a very capable woman who could uh, dress a chicken or or cook that chicken or cook cook the puddings, which she used to do, and uh, the threepences would go in and... Uh, We'd uh, all have to look out for a threepence when we ate the, the pudding. Uh, and so, yes, the cooking was... The, prepare, the preparation was all really three days, two days before Christmas, uh, and you hoped that the weather was hot, but not too hot. Otherwise, everyone was so blown out at Christmas time that you couldn't really enjoy it. Uh, and our, our home was a very, very hot home.
0: What things did they do for the decoration at the house at for the pines?
1: Yes, they just had a, a few streamers up just here and there, just to make it Christmassy. Uh, not a lot of decoration, but it, there was decoration there. Uh, with regard to the to the chicken, which was really only what we would we then called a grown-up rooster, uh, and he'd be he'd be dressed. He'd be one that we'd read and uh, he'd be dressed possibly about three days beforehand uh, and then hung where it was cool uh, and then cooked usually the day before. If there were fishing families, well, some people had fish, others, just whatever, you know. It was just a bit of a mixed thing. Being hot, all meals except the pudding uh, were cool, cold meals. Uh, we didn't sort of go for hot meals other than the, the the Christmas pudding.
0: You had puddings, but did you have any other type of food for sweets?
1: Sometimes there was, uh, with the pudding, there would have been custard uh, and preserved fruit. The girls seemed to be great on fruit salads. I guess it was a good mixture of, food, of fruits that they could get hold of. So, yes, it was a bit of a variation there. Sometimes uh, my parents would buy a few tins of preserves and we would have some of that or all of it or whatever it was. So it was quite a variation, usually talked over with the women before Christmas and each one did their own piece and and it all came together.
0: Okay, I heard you talk about um, that they put uh, some coins and the Christmas pudding.
1: You had to use silver uh, because that didn't uh, detract and cause troubles to your health. Uh, And so the the was were put in, they were washed of course before being put in, Uh, but you always had to look out, don't bite too hard, you might break your tooth off or crack a side out of your tooth, Uh, that brought its own problems. Uh, and usually there was probably only about say four or five in the pudding anyway, and of course the big risk was did you swallow it, <laughs> and and then am I going to be all right afterwards?
0: I seem to remember that uh, when the, oh, I must have been about five, I guess, and going down to Anne Grace and at the point and and having it. Was something that you can remember, you or Joy, your sister, something that you got for Christmas or what was the standard things you used to get for Christmas?
1: Um, my sister, I remember, seemed to always get beautiful little ladies' hankies, small decorated hankies, uh, and she delighted in getting them. Uh and I guess you got personal things. That came from my grandmother, but the personal things, I guess, a pair of socks. Or- I don't really remember what I got, but being a boy, I was much more interested in going out to see if I could get a pigeon, shoot a pigeon, or do something like that. Uh, and uh, I always had a habit of, if I could get something that was good to eat, well, that was food, so... Uh, I had the pleasure of getting it and then then uh, we all had the pleasure of eating whatever it was. So, uh, you know, I don't remember much about gifts. I think perhaps a pair of socks for my father would have been about the limit that I seem to remember. Uh, there was nothing very expensive or very upmarket about any of it.
0: OK, um, so you had your... Uh, cousins over for, for on the, on Christmas days at uh, the catches and so you did you just um, pl- go outside and play quicker or do something? But I heard you said you went down the Caches Beach or the ponds and went on, on, on a boat. So that's the type of thing you did on Christmas Day?
1: Yes, after we'd had our lunch and tidied up, the older people didn't feel like moving around much, they just seemed to sit around and talk and, and uh, we younger ones would go over to the beach, that was only a distance of two miles and, and uh, we'd swim and dive and, and have good fun off of the old cutter that Uncle had and uh, that was always a, a big thing for about, oh I guess that went on for three years Three Christmases before we all started to grow up a bit, and because things all started to order when alter when we all got that little bit older
0: uh, Dad, i heard you talking about that you had to pick up your uncle and your aunt up to Port Turnerll, at what time would you would have have to leave to go to and go to Port Turnerll and come back in the morning with your uncle, Rich, and what time would they leave in the afternoon to take them home?
1: I would guess about 9 and we'd be back in time for lunch, uh ish lunch, and uh, then they'd, we'd all have our fun together and have our lunch and then uh, we would... Three to four o'clock, we'd have to take them back again because it was quite a long journey. It was approximately 12, 14 miles. And to do that, well, that was approximately 24 to 28 miles uh, twice a day. So it, it was quite a, quite a journey uh, and not, not very fast travel.
0: Um, was it with a horse and, horse and cart to pick them up or, or, or a vehicle... No, it was, as I said, it was a trailer
1: with two horses in and uh, they just trotted up and trotted back. Uh, and we did that possibly for maybe maybe three years, I would guess. Uh, so, yeah, that's about what seems to be in my memory.
0: So what you did uh, for your Christmas... Was that be a normal thing with our family in, around the bottom of York Plainshire?
1: Yes, I, I think it was. Uh, you don't really know what another person's Christmas is like unless you live it. But uh, I would say it was pretty pretty ordin- about the ordinary for each of the families and perhaps those who had more in life uh, had a better or a different Christmas uh, alcohol was never mentioned. Uh, my all of my people were strict teetotalers. Uh and it was never mentioned. And it was certainly never missed. Uh, we had ginger beer, and everybody thought that was just good o. And and uh, so that nothing like that was missed. And uh, I guess those, there were those who had more, and, and there were possibly people who had less. I don't know that. I only
0: know what my own lifestyle was. Okay. Um, I guess when I was growing up, um, which is 1970s, uh, we had, I remember my really early days, we had it at the Pines, and then I remember going to your sister, Joy, I think less once or twice for Christmas Christmas Day, and then the latter years of my growing up, but we had it trend um on my mum's side was one year we would have had it with more and next year we would have had a dot my your and um, my mother and and you and your place uh, on the farm, so things do change as years go ahead so is there any more you'd like to say dad about Christmas or childhood
1: um I, I would like to make mention of the uh, the flowers uh, in the period from, say, September through to Christmas, but they would be just fading off at that time. Uh, Christmas was a good time for wildflowers. The late wattle, the clematis, templetonia, swamp and black tea tree, running postman and mallee, to name just a few. Uh, it was... A wonderful area for wildflowers and, and to this day still is the same in the in a decent season.
0: Yes, uh, that does. so you just said that the Rain Postman and a couple of others, so they were like nicknames for in you know, yeah. or they will name the the people will know across South Australia. Yes.
1: Yes, that is that is the names of the various ones, there were various mallies, Uh, they flowered, just some flowered about the same time, but others would start flowering and uh, then you'd see that one fade away and perhaps a month later a different sort would be flowering. I think the thing to remember is we may have been poor, but we were happy Uh, and that of course is the the remedy of life, isn't it, is to be happy.
0: We've been listening to my father, Keith Verner, about his Christmas childhood when he was grown. So I hope you all have enjoyed his life of Christmas and what it meant to him of a young boy growing on the border end of York, Palencia in South Australia. I quite enjoyed it and um, I will sign off now.